Welcome to the ESG Matters Podcast. I am your host, Amat Gomez. And if you like this content, please like, share, and subscribe to the ESG Matters Podcast on all podcast services, Apple, Spotify, and others. Thank you so much for your time, and let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the ESG Matters podcast. My name is Ahmad Gumis, and I'm your host. Today, we have Roxanne Sharif, Senior Account Manager at Data Moran. Welcome to the ESG Matters podcast, Roxanne. Thank you, Ahmad. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much. Just to get started, can you describe how you got into ESG and then also the capabilities of Data Moran? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll have to say, you know, my journey into ESG, especially from a corporate perspective, was sort of a jump into this field because my background was really more on the policy front, working with the Sierra Club on climate justice issues. So really kind of bolstering the work of grassroots campaigns to ensure a a more equitable and sustainable, you know, policy framework uh, for sort of marginalized communities. And then, you know, it was kind of in that experience after so many years feeling I wasn't having as quite the impact that I wanted to that I decided to return to school and get my MBA. And then it's there that I really started to kind of support companies with an integration of sustainability initiatives, really focusing on that environmental, socials and governance issues or ESG strategy. And, and, And so that's where I am today. And and following my graduation, I, I, you know, found Data Moran or Data Moran found me. In any case, it's been a, a really wonderful opportunity to be at Data Moran. Just to kind of get to that second piece, you know, Data Moran is a software analytics platform. Really, we, you know, started with data-driven materiality. Of course, now there is all the hype around dynamic materiality and double materiality. And this is, of course, you know, what Data Moran directly supports in terms of, you know, how can companies adopt a more dynamic approach, something where they can gain real-time insights into what's developing externally to the company and understand with a little bit more deeper lens of, of what the issues are, how they could potentially impact the company itself. So the technology, you know, we, we have this, this patent here. It's an AI-based solution. Ultimately, you know, really, I love my work because I get to help sustainability professionals achieve greater efficiency, greater accuracy, and ultimately, you know, drive strategy within their organizations. And that's really important. As you know, interpreting data, collecting data, and understanding how to then make decisions on set data is critical to any organization and any function within an organization. But can you tell me a little bit more about how companies can leverage the data collected by Data Moran to improve their ESG functions? And you talked about double materiality. And just can you explain what that is as a concept as well? Definitely, definitely. So I'll perhaps start with with what is Data Moran and, and how do companies leverage the, the data sources. So we aggregate a lot of publicly available information. Um, we use industry reports, mandatory and voluntary regulations we cover. 
all globally, you know, regionally. We also cover online news. So essentially, as a, as a client of Data Moran, you are in control of the input. So you define the scope of of what outputs you might want to see. So you're you're really looking at these sources in countries where you operate or maybe companies of interest, sectors, and then Data Marine analyzes those sources to identify the prevalence of a, a whole, whole range of topics. So we cover about 400 plus ESG factors. You know, these these really sort of support the identification of material issues, emerging risks with an ESG lens. And then, you know, kind of thinking about how does this go beyond sort of the traditional materiality approach, right? This is the traditional approach when it when it comes to that process of, you know, identifying those issues and really setting strategy for a company. It requires a lot of time, a lot of research, you know, add in the layer of direct or sort of any sort of indirect stakeholder engagement, qualitative information. Technology really makes that process easier. So, and ultimately more strategic. And that's where sort of this idea of dynamic materiality, where where our clients can can really monitor in real time any changes and really, again, from the, the perspective of its own company, decide, yes, where are the thresholds of, of what really is material to us? But ultimately, you know, again, it's 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 been a great opportunity to support companies with this process. And now, you know, I think as pandemic has hit, you know, there's a lot of um, recurring events, extreme weather related events that are sort of opening, I think, corporate, you know, business leaders minds to the potential impacts of, you know, environmental issues, societal issues. And this is really where you start to think about double materiality. So double materiality is really considering both those issues that have a financially material impact. So, you know, very clearly, uh, you know, traditional kind of metrics that, you know, an analyst might look at to, to understand sort of the, the value of an enterprise. And then the other side of, of double materiality is really this societal and environmental impact. So this outside in perspective. And in the EU, we're seeing, you know, new regulation around corporate disclosure and sort of the pressure on companies to disclose not only what is financially material, but also what is material from a societal and environmental lens. And you bring up a good point when you talk about what's happening in Europe. In the US, we often don't have a lot of ESG regulations as of yet. We do know that there's coming we do know that there's more of a need and a desire from investors and and uh, stakeholders to to say we need a better understanding of what you as a company are doing when it comes to these uh, topics we have identified as material or germane to what we're interested in. And I wonder from your experience working with companies when they've used Data Moran or when they've tried to understand what is coming around the corner, the emerging issues, what are some ways in which they have used Data Marine to find that out, as well as what are some of the emerging issues that Data Marine is finding when looking at the emerging issues that could be coming from overseas or from a variety of different places? Yeah, thanks for that. So, I mean, essentially with Data Marine, you know, I mentioned as a, as a client, you know, you are, are in control of, of the inputs that then, you know, provide, you know, some automated output as to kind of 
what issues are emerging and driven by by which sources or you know thinking about those sources as as proxies for those stakeholders so in terms of regulation we are monitoring new regulations these are sort of pooled within the the platform and consolidated for our clients to see at a topic level those regulations that either they would need to comply with now or you know if thinking about sort of those voluntary initiatives which do mature into sort of this mandatory uh, regulation space that's really where you get a more forward looking view of of what a company might need to think you know next steps ahead on and when you discuss the 400 subjects that data Marin sort of tracks can you give a little insight into what those sort of what they typically span or how does an issue sort of come up to the level of being one of the 400 that Data Marin proactively tracks? Yeah, so the way that the that Data Marin works is we organize, you know, a, a list of of issues and these span everything from geopolitical to technology to environmental and social, you know, so just broadly speaking, you could think of climate change as an issue. Uh, and then that actually breaks down into uh, subtopics, which, you know, in the platform, you can sort of drill into to get to that factor level to really assess, again, you know, what are the numbers of regulations associated with this particular risk or opportunity? What are sort of the volume of news articles associated with this issue? And you can get a view, too, of, of what's the key driver. And, and this is really helpful for our clients to understand sort of the nature behind these emerging risks. Is it a reputational risk? Is it a regulatory risk? Is this a competitive risk? And so Data Moran really breaks down and delivers that insight to executives so that they're not kind of out culling and, and doing that research. And then, of course, you know, in that process, there's a layer of subjectivity. Data Moran really provides output that is saying, here are your key areas to focus and these and and the sources underlying those those areas of focus can inform to how to to adequately manage or respond to that um, emerging risk. So it sounds as if someone can use this to look at a variety of different risks that resonate with their corporate leadership and identify them fairly quickly and provide that information so that that may hopefully move the needle internally for a decision to be made in one way or another when it comes to an ESG action that folks who are sitting in ESG-related seats within an organization care about. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Data Marine is is providing you know a, a more structured process to to not only identify and, and sort of prioritize these risks, but to really. Um, you know, manage internally and sort of assign and sort of build some accountability as to kind of how who's going to drive that business decision and, and carry that forward. I've had other conversations with people where they have stated that, frankly, a lot of times things are being moved because a corporate leader has determined it's they're interested in this subject matter or they don't want to be left behind by the field that's rapidly changing in their industry. And I wonder from your experience, are there certain risks that resonate more with senior leadership at organizations rather than others? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think every corporate culture is is unique and and especially, you know, as they span across different industries. I think really the 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 power of data is to really kind of 
build confidence and credibility around what is guiding strategy. And again, kind of the, the level of management required to kind of push the needle on, on what the issues are. Definitely. That makes a lot of sense. I think there also is an interesting opportunity here. Oftentimes, when we think about new technology or technology, a lot of the utility really is based on the user's ability to engage with the new technology. There have been plenty of off-the-shelf products that have sort of failed, not because it's not good, but because people don't understand. And I was wondering with Data Moran, what type of training is provided for clients? Oftentimes you have people sitting in these functions who have a variety of different backgrounds. And how do you just train people so they can best use this product? Yeah. So we work with our clients, you know, in, in a standard way, but also in a very custom way because our clients range in, in, in the continuum of where they are in the journey to integrate ESG. So I have some clients, you know, are coming to us who ESG and as sort of an umbrella term is completely new. And there is sort of a onboarding phase where they're, they're learning about, again, sort of the, the material issues through an ESG lens and, and how they're going to incorporate them into strategic planning. And then there are clients who, uh, you know, have been on this journey for a while and they're looking, again, just for a, a tech-based solution to accelerate their efforts. We have, you know, on a, on a technical front, we have a customer success team. So in, in terms of our business model, we're, we're a software as a service. But we also, I, you know, as an account manager, love working with my clients and, and sort of provide that additional layer of support because I think generally speaking, this is hard work. And, you know, it, it's kind of all about the relationships that we build, you know, with each other to kind of keep feeding the work that we're doing. 100%. And when you think about relationships, you often, we often think about Data Moran and other products that we're putting information in, but can you talk about how responsive Data Moran is to data requests or looking at data from new sources? Because we notice, like if you take what's happening in Ukraine, that a lot of the information that's coming is coming from social media. A lot of great on the ground understanding of what's happening and how companies and people can help the Ukrainian citizens really is coming from social media. And I wonder with all of the onslaught of data that you have to deal with, how do you uh, take in new opportunities to leverage data? And then how do you, if at all, use social media data? Yeah, no. So, I mean, I think, you know, definitely touching on sort of this important question and, 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 and challenge still that remains with how much data is available and, and which data are you using, you know, as inputs for those decisions that have to be made. We, we use online media, you know, as sort of a, an indicator of what, what's trending from that sort of more broader perspective of, of, you know, again, thinking about reputational risk. We look at industry reports and, and regulations as, as really sort of the key inputs that, that our clients want to see. So, and these are sources that our clients kind of have already been looking at. Data Moran just consolidates it and, and automates a, a lot of that um, analysis. There is definitely functionality to input custom data. 
There's also functionality to input, you know, responses from stakeholders via a survey. So there's a lot of flexibility in terms of how clients might want to enrich the data that's already available with Datamaran. But, you know, in terms of kind of just monitoring changes in the external environment and kind of keeping the pulse on these different stakeholders, uh, many of my clients just, you know, use the refresh of, of what's available in Datamaran as is. That's good to understand. And we often, when we think about ESG, the E, as you mentioned earlier, is pretty well defined. There are regulations around it in, in certain countries. People understand things like science-based targets or a net zero goal and things of that nature. The social and governance part of ESG is a lot more nebulous. And I wonder with Data Moran, can you give some examples of how an organization has used your uh, product to help add clarity to understand the S and the G components. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely our clients are sort of leaders in in sort of this integration process because they're they're looking at a, a whole universe of, of ESG issues. And it has been very, you know, validating in some ways to kind of see the the movement of these social issues as an example kind of come into focus for companies because the the analyses itself is is showing sort of an uptick in attention around these you know softer issues that again traditionally had not necessarily been a part of management planning so examples you know being employee diversity inclusion of course you know employee health and safety you know huge uptick when the pandemic hit but you know, the signals of what's emerging around some of these S topics are there already. It's just a matter of kind of do executives have that insight already that they can kind of see those trends real time to, to, to point them into, okay, let's, let's monitor this issue. You know, let's think about do we have policies in place around kind of how, you know, ta- talent pipeline and, and development? I mean, are we thinking about this already? And then, so when it hits, you know, it's, it's less of a surprise and, and there's a little bit more, you know, in terms of, of, of mitigation maybe um, already at play. And I think that that really hits home an issue that I think regardless of where you are in a corporation, it's so important to realize is data is gold at this point. We re- the, more you, the more data you have, the better ways you can interpret it, the faster you can leverage it and use it. That is a corporate advantage. That is an opportunity for you to provide value both internally to your senior leadership, as well as provide a more more responsive external response when necessary. When I think about the value of Data Moran, it really for that for me it really uh, hits home there. Where we have we live in a world where there we have an onslaught of information, we have an onslaught of data everywhere we go, but it's very hard to encapsulate it in a way that you can make decisions, strategic decisions, ad hoc decisions when necessary in a way that gives a little bit more clarity than you just sort of doing it without without using data. So I think that for me, when I listen to what you've said, Roxanne, has been the key takeaway. Now, I do have another question for you when it comes to Data Moran. When you think about the current state of Data Moran, are there any things that are on the horizon or new uh, programs or 
new initiatives that you all may have that you can speak to as of today? Oh, great question, Ahmad. I mean, I think as a you know a tech company, um, we are agile in kind of how we respond to the market needs. You know, just one example really has been sort of this executive dashboard that we've just released earlier. Uh, you know, I guess it's I suppose at the end of last year that again is really an enterprise level solution so that different functions within an organization can access the same insights around sort of the, this ESG risk opportunity universe. So as we've seen the need for executives, boards to sort of build their expertise on ESG, Data Moran has really been filling that gap and ensuring a more integrated approach, you know, again, providing those up-to-date insights uh, in a way that's reliable for those decision makers at companies. And that's great. That's that's really wonderful. I think having multiple groups within the same organization seeing and interpreting the same data is key to both driving the the goal, but also to oftentimes I've noticed with corporations if they hear a sentiment once, it may not really resonate, but if they continuously hear it from various parts of an organization, that really drives home the value and pushes for more uh, change and advancement in ESG. So that's a really good opportunity for anyone who's listening to think about how they can create more opportunities and voices that will echo uh, ESG consideration that they're interested in as well. If Anyone is interested in learning more about Data Moran, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, they can email me, uh, just Roxanne at datamoran.com. Of course, you can visit the website and, and peruse there. We have a lot of great customer stories and, and research, you know, around kind of this, this ever-evolving space of ESG and, and changing business practices. All right, Roxanne, thank you so much for being a guest on the ESG Matters podcast. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much, Amat. So great to be here with you. Thank you for listening to the ESG Matters podcast. I am your host, Amat Gomez, signing off. If you liked what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe to ESG Matters podcast across all podcast providers. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me at Amat Gomez on LinkedIn. And I look forward to hearing back from you. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day.